1: 18 plus
0: so excited for you to join us for today's episode of west of broadway just so you know when we're discussing falsettos we definitely get into spoiler territory so if you haven't seen the show yet you might want to wait until you have before you listen to the episode like i said spoilers ahead
2: on this episode of West of Broadway, we are so excited to have our friend Wendy Rosoff back to break down falsettos, which is on at the Amundsen Theater with Center Theater Group LA. And also, we get to chat with one of the stars of the next installment of the Verity Course. They're blending opera and also musical theater. We're very excited to talk to Ariana Stoltz, all coming up on an action packed episode of West of Broadway. Welcome to West of Broadway, a yeah. celebration of musical theater in Los Angeles. I'm radio host and theater enthusiast, Lara Scott, along with celebrity publicist and theater veteran, Will Armstrong. Hi, Lara. Welcome. Hi, Will. I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. It has been too long. It's been too long. I've I've gone to a couple of shows. I had friends who were having birthdays and friends I was connecting with. And My son wanted to see Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Right. But I'm so happy to see you today, and hopefully it's like we're in spring now. It's a new theater season for Will and Lara.
0: It sure is and it's good to be home in the booth.
2: I know it's going to be back in the booth and we're so
3: excited to have Wendy Rosoff back with Hi, us. Hi Wendy. A couple of times and when did you see Falsettos? I saw it this past Friday evening. I just saw
2: it. Okay, so I saw it last Wednesday, which was opening night oh, as of okay. this recording last Wednesday. And Will has not seen the show, but oh. we kinda did a we did a breakdown of all the upcoming shows and you knew a lot about the show, yeah. that it was two one act plays that mm-hmm. got combined into one. And I did you ask the question, did you think that it was gonna be shocking as shocking now as it was maybe back then? Yes, yeah.
0: exactly. I asked that question. <laughs> Thank you for
2: and You know what? I will say, yeah, there's a quick recap if you didn't hear that episode. And, you know, let, let me just go right to Wendy, um, and, and we'll just jump right into this. By the way, it is on at the Amundsen Theater through May 19th. We'll give you all the ticket info and all of that at the end. But did you know about the show going into it? What, what was your impression? What were your thoughts on this?
3: So I know this show really well. I actually saw the original production on Broadway in the 90s. Mm. It was one of my first shows that I ever saw by myself. I took myself to see it and I was really poor at the time and I sat all the way up in the nosebleeds and I had one of those unbelievable theater experiences where after the show I just I couldn't move. I was so touched and and still kind of metabolizing the show and I just sat there and cried for a while um, until I got control of myself and left the theater. And then many years later, after I moved to LA, I actually did a production of Falsettos. I played Cordelia, the kosher caterer um, here in (laughs) LA. So I'm really connected to this show. Yeah, and I love the show. Yay, and you loved this production of this show too. I did, I really did love this production of it. Um, And I actually, well it's interesting because I, also asked the question, I wonder how an audience today will be taking in this information because it deals with such a specific period of time and a very specific culture within that period of time. And I don't think, well, I think there are a lot of people that don't remember that time and everything that was being dealt with. And so I thought, wow, will this land the nice. same way it, it certainly did for me. I can't speak to the rest of the audience, but I thought this was a really effective production of falsettos. Um, the storytelling holds up. The cast was phenomenal. The direction was great. Spencer Lift did a fantastic job with updating the choreography and giving it new life.
0: So, uh, for those who aren't familiar, can you give a little synopsis about what the storyline is?
3: Absolutely. So, uh, as you mentioned, Falsettos is the combination of March of the Falsettos and Falsetto Land, and there's actually a prequel to this. It's called In Trousers. Right. So oh, I'd love it's to see it's that. a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the first act is in 1979. And it's basically following the lives of Marvin and Trina and their son, Jason. And Marvin kind of discovers that he's gay or comes out of the closet and moves in with his lover, Wizard, And they have a Therapist named Mendel, who the whole family goes to, it's incredibly dysfunctional, and then um, Trina and Mendel wind up falling in love. So it's kind of about this meshing of really uh, dysfunctional and and unusual family. It's about making a family, choosing right. how you're going to make your family. And I love they always talked about how love can tell a million
2: stories. Yes, yes, yes. I thought that was such a beautiful, beautiful theme. message, and about how
3: family isn't always just that family that you're born into. It, it, it's what you create. You choose it yeah yeah you absolutely loved yeah. that so then act two takes place two years later 1981 and marvin and wizard get back together so marvin and wizard at the end of act one they break up act two they get back together and um wizard gets sick and this was when hiv and aids was first discovered and it was just a virus that had no name and it was just killing gay men and Nobody knew what to do, and everybody was just scared out of their wits, and it was the earliest of stages. And there's also two new characters that are introduced in Act Two. It's the lesbians from next door. So it's Cordelia, the kosher caterer, and her lover, uh, Dr. Charlotte, who's the one who's treating Wizard. And um, we we kind of watch how the love of the whole family Comes together to support Wizard as he's dying. Everybody knows that he's dying, including himself. And um, we just watch it all go down. And it kind of the, the finale of it is Jason, the whole time, is wrestling with whether he wants to get bar mitzvah And Trina and Mendel and Wizard are, and um, uh, Marvin are trying to get him to get the bar mitzvah done. And finally, he decides he's going to do the bar mitzvah in the hospital room with Wizard because that's what family means. And Wizard musters up enough strength to be at the Bar Mitzvah and then he passes. And it's just it's incredibly poignant. It's beautiful. But it is a very, very specific time. And so it's interesting. It's kinda like, did you guys see Normal Heart on HBO? Yes. Oh, it's wonderful. But it's also that time period of when AIDS was first starting. And you know, young gay men of today don't don't know. You know I mean I, I even when I was young in my in my late teens I lost so many gay friends to AIDS um, parents my parents friends I lost them um, I mean it was you know especially in New York City which is where I grew up it was it was
0: quite a time and it, it was it was devastating to the creators of the Broadway community we lost choreographers we lost dancers we lost oh, an entire
3: generation yes. of creatives were lost exactly yeah, and it, just, it was a massive loss of artists during that time, um, early '80s all through really like the in, what was that like the late '90s? Yeah, I mean, it was least. just they couldn't they could not find the right cocktail to keep people alive mm-hmm. for the longest time, and now y- you can be undetectable. Exactly. I mean, that's what's so incredible. So but,
0: and so it's so amazing to have this historical piece to remind people just mm-hmm. how grateful we should be yes. because of where we are right now you know so it's just it's it's um it was a, a musical story about hope and it continues to be even more hopeful and inspiring and it's now about thanks as well
2: yeah and you know it it really takes you back to that place that confusion like young men are dying and, and we don't know what's going on and then and then wizard gets sick and you know they talked to marvin and said you might get sick and yeah taking you back to that that place of fear and uncertainty yeah and just nick adams who played wizard i thought what a fantastic role. wasn't he
3: fantastic yeah. And he comes out
2: and he's this gorgeous
3: super machismo Ma, you know, he's like, like Adrian
2: yeah. mad in Greece
3: too <laughs> 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 that's, that's what he reminded me you of you yeah
2: know? just comes out yeah. and you're like oh you know he's a pretty boy whatever yeah. but he I mean he can sing and just the emotion he brings to that role oh yeah every single person and I, I will tell you Wendy my favorite moment was Trina singing I'm breaking down Eden Espinosa yeah Killed it's it. a showstopper. She so and she good. was
3: fantastic. And mm-hmm. I read a little bit about how Spencer Lift developed that number, not only with Eden, but uh, with Stephanie J. Block, who originated the role um, during the this revival. revival. Yeah. Um, he didn't choreograph specific moves for her, they just broke it down beat by beat, acting choice by acting choice, and let her develop whatever was natural to her instincts. Movement-wise, to kind of tell that story, and then they started locking stuff down. And I'm awesome. assuming they did the stuff same thing with Eden. But you know, as you can see, it was just so effective, wasn't it? I had moments like that, you know, where I no, stuffed the banana yeah. in my mouth, and I've had the mixing bowl. And I'm <laughs> making
2: dinner yeah, I, mean, I think we all can relate to that.
3: For <laughs> yeah, me, It's um, very, very genuine. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, I there's so much really effective choreography and movement in it, and and all I thought all the performance was were just breathtakingly beautiful um i really love dr charlotte and something bad is happening when she starts wrestling around with the fact that she she has takes so much pride in um saving people's lives and when she starts losing control of that you really feel the suffering in her and the fact that she's the one treating wizard um and then yes when she tells marvin that he might die too That was, there were a few updates. There were a few updates to the score and the script, even though there are very few lines. I mean, the whole thing is pretty much sung through. Mm -hmm. But the way they dealt with that moment was new, and that was gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, Yeah, and Max Van Essen was fantastic as Marvin as well. Really great. It's an incredible cast. Yeah, I, think, I mean, like, they did a great job of casting. And, and, again, some new ideas that I think were really so right on the money and added a whole new nuance. Mendel was quite a bit younger. Um, Dr. Charlotte kind of brought this whole soulful. She's a, like a strong African-American woman with a really strong point of view. And Cordelia is kind of this bubbly blonde, you know, <laughs> ditzy, wonderful caterer. I mean, it really, Yeah the ca- the casting I thought was absolutely a home run, and I had that
2: experience. I wasn't there by myself, but I actually would love to see this show again by myself just to
3: take it in. And I've just been thinking about it for the past week. That's and the thing. And, yeah, I it's just a show to. that like you it. you ponder mm-hmm. on. Yeah. I mean, it really it sticks with you, and you think about certain songs and 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 some of the the um unspoken or unsung moments that are so beautifully staged they were on repeat as you're kind of working it out in your mind and that to me is what makes really yummy theater.
0: I yes. keep picturing the people at the Center Theater Group uh, being like, we just sold a bunch of single tickets.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to be in yeah. Wendy's section. Exactly. <laughs>
4: <Everyone>. <laughs> Who are the depressed clump of singles? <laughs> well, it's, it
2: is emotional, and I, I do think on opening night, some people had heard, oh, this is a show, you know, the revival, and they went in expecting, you know, just a, a big sort of light comedy, <laughs> sort mm-hmm. of fun Neil musical, Simon. and yeah. they were a little stunned at having how quickly it went very deep. And so I think you have to kind of, you know, some people just don't want to know anything before going in, but I think this one you have to be prepared for that emotional journey. You know, sure. it's interesting
3: that you say that because I hadn't thought about it before, but when we did falsettos here, as I mentioned, I played Cordelia, so I didn't show up until act two. And there were always people that left during act one. They didn't even get to see
2: you. No, they didn't even <laughs> get to see, see me. Oh, no. But they were
3: like, I can't, yeah. I can't deal with it. And not for nothing, but the time that we're living in it's, this is a really heavy piece of theater and we're living in a really heavy time. So for me, I love that kind of stuff right. because I like to like, I'm feeling it. I'm in it. I'm feeling it even more. But I feel like some people just want to go to the theater for sheer escapism. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? No, this is like, you're going to be present. I mean, I'm breaking down. Uh, Spencer Liff was saying in his footnotes that it was 2016 when they first working on, started working on this. And they all felt like they were working through what had just happened with politics in America when they started. Sure. Uh, started staging. I'm breaking down, and they were like, it was actually really cathartic for us on a multitude of levels. Right. So yeah, it's it's not a light and fluffy piece. Well,
0: I I feel like the Center Theater Group is doing all of these recent historical like therapy pieces, like *Come From Away*. Yes. Again, oh, yeah. it was something that we had to process. Like it was, I that was therapy for me. Yes, to sit me too. That me and too. Just, yep. And It. And, Reinstilled my faith in humanity, which again, you could see that a lot in this story as well. Oh, for sure.
3: Yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw Soft Power. Uh, no. d- oh my yeah. oh, well, last season right oh, it was so good but that's another you know it's 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 historical well, that was the asian musical yes with, the asian musical, that, that was a, the asian musical <laughs> but it was like yeah. hillary clinton and yes all this, yeah. and it was so funny and so well done but really again like very specific and we were like where is this going like how is this gonna do uh, in middle america like you can tell in new york chicago la it's gonna like Kill it, but you know what I mean. But it's it's topical and it's you know it really hits the nail on the head. But super smart theater, and you know what? Not for nothing, but I love that the Amundsen is bringing in pieces like this. Heck yes, yeah. we're gonna be like we're going to therapy
4: tonight.
2: <laughs> you are. We're going to the Amundsen. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know anything about what's playing, but we're gonna feel better when we come out of this. This is such a great yeah. piece. Depressed people <laughs> and therapy and yeah. we're, we're working so, out all our so yayas. Beautifully done. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna
2: cry. Yeah. But you know, just as you were talking, Wendy, I was thinking about this set design. And it re- I think it might be the same person who did the color purple Ooh. with how they, they moved yes. that set around. and loved this had, that. Yeah,
3: all these interlocking it pieces. It was kind of like, um, not like, Legos, but... Like a playhouse on those. Yeah. Or like Lincoln Logs. I love how... Um, was it at the top of Act 2 when they built those arches and then they all started tilting? Yeah, that's one of oh. the publicity shots that yeah. they have out there. It's like kind of that iconic shot. And it's really yeah. so
2: well done. And no I might be reading too much into this. Sometimes I'm like, did they mean this or am I just... But. Kind of like the interlocking pieces of this family that they have created. All these pieces got oh, taken Oh, I don't think apart, you're reading into
3: it at all. I think that's exactly what it's meant to be. Yay, and it's, I got it. I you probably got, got it. something. Yeah. 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 I like, got it. <laughs> you <laughs> got it. Lara,
0: I'm so proud that you've gone from a theater enthusiast to a theater expert on your like just I hear think, you, well I, i'm
2: not an expert well, yet I'm, I'm a major fan
0: <laughs> i've learned i've learned a few things
2: but from you're well, actually Anthony that's Wendell. that
3: is that's a theatrical kind of it's not a trope but you're seeing a tool that was used That's a tool of storytelling by a conversation between a set designer and a director and you saw that. So that's your fancy. Goodbye, radio.
2: Hello, Broadway. just, you know, the whole whole creative team on this. Mm-hmm. James Lapine, William no, Finn. And yeah. I loved it, too, that it was mainly sung. Yes. Like, I didn't even realize that really until the end of the first act. I'm like, I think yes. there have been, like, seven words that were spoken. Um, but it's just so beautiful how it goes from one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not just a super smooth transition, but you can follow along very quickly. But you have to pay attention. and. Yeah, you got to be yeah. on it. Yeah.
3: You can't really, like, sit back and let it come at you. You really have to be with it.
2: Yeah. I, well, I hope everybody goes and sees Me the too. show. And, Wendy, thank you so hey, much for you. sharing that with us. Hey, thank you, guys. I was kind of nervous because I loved it so much, and I was like, oh, I wonder what Wendy thought, but no, i I loved it. I <laughs> yeah. <and> loved it. <laughs> I'll have to turn the mic off if she hates it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, tickets for falsettos are available by calling 213-972-4400, online at centertheatergroup.org, and that's center. T-H-E-A-T-R-E, group.org. Or you can visit the Center Theater Group box office located at the Amundsen Theater. And again, Falsettos is on through May 19th. And coming up on May 4th, it's another round with the Verdi Chorus. And we're going to talk to one of the singers from that show. Let's welcome to West of Broadway, Ariana Stoltz.
0: Yay!
2: Yay. Bye. Hi! Hi! All right. So the 36th season of the Verdi Chorus presents the Walter Fox Singers in Love is Timeless, starring you. It's an evening of best-loved arias, duets, ensembles, and songs from opera and musical theater. And this is exciting because we have talked to different uh, folks performing with the chorus over the past year, really, and Anne-Marie Ketchum, Ketchum. the director. (laughs) Uh, But I think this is the first time that musical theater has been included in this. So can you tell us a little bit about the show that's coming up on May 4th? North.
4: yeah so it's you know um, a really incredible group of some of the section leaders that lead this chorus it's a group of about 60 people um, and we're the section leaders so we're doing this solo concert um, and yeah the first half is going to be opera arias and duets just like you said and then yeah it's the first time we're incorporating um, musicals that are right around the 20th century. Um, and actually funny enough, uh, this is my first time performing in any musical ever. Oh. Um, it's really, really exciting. Um, because I totally am from like a classically trained background, um, have two degrees in like opera, you know, from USC and from Bard college in New York. Um, and so I have just been on this really, you know, strict diet, <laughs> um, you could say, of just like operatic singing. And so I've been plunging into the world of, you know, musicals and Broadway songs and things like that. And it has been so, so exciting. Um, the piece that I'm actually doing is with, uh, oh, sorry, are we going to say something? <laughs> well,
0: I was just going to say, what would you say is the biggest thing, like the biggest surprise transitioning from opera to musical theater?
4: Oh, man. Um, I would say one of the biggest things is the affect that you can use in a lot of musical theater um, that can really, really um, take it to the next level in a lot of ways that with opera, you know, of, of course, there are moments you can you can have effort and, um, you know, go a little off the voice and things like that if you are suggesting a sigh or you know, something crazy just happened, you know, but a lot of the times you want to really very strictly stay on technique, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, And one of the really cool things that I've just been finding as I've been studying this character, I'm I'm going to be in a duet from Guys and Dolls, we're doing Marry the Man Today, Um, is that you get to have all of these moments that are just, like, idiosyncratic, you know, um, interjections, and, like, it doesn't always necessarily have to be the note that's written on there, um, and beyond that, though, just the vocalization is, in in some ways, of course, much more talkative, um, which has been very, very cool, and, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, of course, there's recit in opera, but it's, it's really two different animals, um, and so I've been having so much fun finding the... A very human quality that connects musical theater to an audience in a way that I think is, is unique to musical theater
2: and I'm excited for this show because opera fans will get a taste of musical theater and then the musical theater people that are there for that are gonna get an introduction to opera maybe sure. you know this might be their first time experiencing that how did you come to get involved with the Verdi course Verdi course
4: yeah um, I was in school I was in grad school at U.S.T. and I had a couple friends who were part of it and you know we have lots of offers that we're doing all the time when I was at school and our schedules were so strict but he was like if you can find some time it meets on Mondays it's from six to nine or you know 6 45 to 9 45 um, and it's just a good time and I was like well what do you mean you know I, I'm Constantly in shows and like there's, you know, so many tight deadlines like is it going to be something like that? And, and he was like no, this is like a community of people that just genuinely loves each other and you have to You have to come to truly experience it um, and and so I auditioned Was thankful or uh, lucky enough to, to get in and get this uh, scholarship position as a Walter Fox singer and Every single year I've come back because it's one of the most loving group of of hilarious, sensitive, um, just good people that I've been around. I think, you know, the opera world can sometimes be pretty competitive, you know, and you kind of get lost in some of the, the competitions and, you know, the rejections and feeling isolated. And I think being in this chorus for opera, brings is just like perfect I don't know this perfect combination of just like singing together and singing the kind of music that you love but because it's all chorus work you know you're always singing next to your best friends. It's, it's an incredible experience that
2: sounds really fun so you get to hang out with your friends you get to do what you love exactly. and Ariana I saw that you actually started your own choir program you co-founded a program
4: Goodness, is that what they told you? (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't, just take
2: the credit. Say thank you. Yes, I did.
4: (laughs) So, when I was in undergrad, um, I went to a close friend of mine um, and we started an alumni choir um, that was called Holes' Angels because it was based off of our high school director named Jeff Holes, who is actually somebody I work with today. I um, am am a teacher at Santa Monica High School. and so it was just a group of really good friends. We would come to my house um, and just sing every Saturday, and we did a concert. And we, we had a second summer, but, you know, everybody's lives got really busy. I, you know, was applying to schools and going to summer programs. Um, and so, unfortunately, we, we weren't able to keep it going, but it was a really wonderful uh, two summers. Um, I think it was like the summer of 2013 or 2014 or something like that.
2: Well, how lucky are the kids at Santa Monica High School that they get to learn from you and you're out there working and, you know, it's wonderful to teach, but it's great that they can actually come and see you perform. And what I love, too, about this show is tickets start at, I believe, $10. They range up to $40. So, I mean, you know, you get to see world-class opera singers for starting at $10 which is pretty amazing and will you have all the ticket info over there
0: yeah I do and it's just it's such an amazing testament to what Anne Marie Ketchum has created mm-hmm. that these one every time we talk to someone from the Verity course we can tell how much they love and appreciate what they do and who they do it with and that yeah. just speaks volumes to the kind of shows that they can create um, there um, the Verity course is pre- is performing at for one night only love is timeless at the first United Methodist Church in Santa Monica on Saturday May 4th at 7 30 p.m. And tickets are available at verdichorus org.
2: Awesome, and Ariana, where can we keep up with you online?
4: Oh, um, I have a website. It's ArianaChristineStolz dot com. Unfortunately, it doesn't have the dates of my of my shows. Um, but you know, I I have a Facebook. I post all the time about different shows that I'm a part of and things like that. But you're reminding me that I should definitely, you know, be a little uh, more attentive to my website. I think a lot of singers, you know, um, fall behind a little bit in telling everybody about their shows and what's coming up. It, it, you're too um, but, busy performing to stop and remind people. So, yeah. yeah, it's understandable. Exactly. You know, I you teach every day. I teach at, you know, like four different schools. And then, you know, I'm part of these wonderful choirs like Verdi Chorus. And you, you barely have a time to breathe, but you feel like the luckiest person in the world. Exactly.
0: Well, thank you so much for what you do and what you do to help educate the next generation of performers, because that's just as important.
2: Yeah, we hope everybody goes to see you on May fourth. And thank you so much for your time, Ariana. Thank you, Ariana. Thank you both
4: so much.
2: Have a wonderful afternoon. We'll talk to you soon.
4: Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
2: Do you want to join the Verity Club I was just well? going to
0: say, I feel like we're kind of just like, they're going to just let us be members. <laughs> I know. I You
2: know, and every time they do a show, I end up having a work event. I think I'm hosting actually another show that night. But if not, I would absolutely be there because I feel like just the, the feeling mm-hmm. in the church is going to be amazing. In addition to this wonderful mix of opera and theater, it's like peanut butter and jelly, right? Like it goes together yeah. really well. And uh, maybe people will start to do more of that. That yeah, would be, be fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Ariana. Thank you so much much for joining us on this episode of West of Broadway. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Lara Scott Media.
0: And I'm Will Armstrong PR across all platforms.
2: She should hire you. Work on the website. Hey, yeah. Get yourself she, out there. I should have mentioned to, that.
0: She needs to fire whatever team she's using right That's now. That's
2: right. Ariana. when you're listening to this later, Will Armstrong PR. And if you're looking for us, you can find us just, just west, west of, of Broadway. Broadway. Broadway in Santa Monica although i think is the church east of Broadway in Santa Monica no i, don't know. Yeah. I use a my gps Broadway.
0: in my car i i get lost without it